Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun. Welcome into the Victory Bells podcast. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. On Red Raider Sports Radio. Well, see you later. And now, here's Will. Great cash, homie. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Victory Bells podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will McKay, and, uh, Hope all you guys and gals out there are enjoying your bye week, uh, getting things done you need to while uh, football season takes a little bit of a break in uh, the LBK for the week and uh, obviously still got things going on. The football team's still getting after it and, and practicing and preparing for Arizona State while they take some time. I think uh, really a good opportunity for them to sit down and reevaluate the first game and, and really for the coaches to get some good hard teaching in which I think sometimes during the bye week it's hard to do because if it's you know week six or later a lot of times you've uh, you, you've got to just kind of put guys on the bench and let guys rest and don't get as much uh, I don't think teaching in quite like you would after an initial week like this so I, I think there's an opportunity for it to be a good teaching moment for a lot of your younger guys and a good time to correct some things as well as getting out ahead of uh, an Arizona State team that I think you're really looking forward to competing with and, and hopefully getting another victory against uh, in kind of a vendetta of, of last year and just kind of the uh, you know just the abomination that that was defensively you know flat out I think that's a game that looking back on it for the rest of the year and I think everyone would agree with it probably coach Kingsbury and his staff too that that's a game that I think you, you should have won especially after you see what are what uh, those guys were the rest of the year and what you kind of evolved into no things still weren't good on defense but still think that was a better a better football team than I think the effort you got that day so with that being said uh, even though it's the bye week we got a couple of minutes to to talk to some of the guys on the team and Specifically, I got a chance to sit down with uh, sophomore linebacker Braden Stringer, who by all accounts had a really good fall camp. I thought in the minutes he played on, on last Saturday, I thought he was really good. So got to spend a few minutes with him and really discuss uh, what he thought about the opener, j- just where he thinks things are at right now, and uh, talk a little bit about Arizona State. So uh, without further ado, here's my interview with uh, sophomore linebacker Braden Stringer. Got the opener out of the way. How'd you feel like... Uh... You guys did as is, is, is a linebacker unit and just how things went? Oh, I thought we did a lot better than how we started last year. Yeah, I mean, even though we won against SFA last year, I just felt like everybody had their assignments down better uh, this first game, so felt a lot more comfortable for sure. Does it just, just seem like, all, you know, you, Jordan, uh, Dakota, Chris, and Chin, all you guys, just, yeah. just seems like all you guys just had so much better of an idea of what y'all you yeah. were doing? Yeah, I think I think that that's this year span right here between last, year, last season and this season is just connected us better, you know, we're, we trust each other more, and I think, you know, everybody being more comfortable with the playbook now definitely helps uh, playing with each other, so we definitely tell a big difference. Is some of that just a confidence thing where you're not thinking about it and you're just kind of rolling with it too? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing, like I said, when you learn to play, but you can almost just yeah. go out there and it comes natural to at some point, and now y'all, y'all move together, y'all think the same thing, it just ends up working so out. So fast, fast feet, fast minds, fast feet kind exactly. of thing? Exactly. I yeah, got you, man. Works together. Um, you know, it's, it's weird having a bye week. You know, right, right now. So I guess for you guys, how are you just kind of handling that and just knowing you just got to kind of keep it rolling, even though it's just in a weird spot? Yeah, I mean, honestly, 
I'm kind of glad we got the bye week right now because it kind of helped. I mean, we need to. I think we need to prepare even more for this next game. Right. You know, props to Eastern Washington, another good football team, but Arizona State's obviously going to be a big, way bigger challenge. So I think Not this right. this for, this week right here, this bye week, can only benefit us. So I think it's, I can only benefit us. Did that turnover right off the bat for you guys? Do you think that was kind of? Oh, yeah. Maybe some affirmation, and you just said, all right, let's get it going kind of a deal? Yeah, turnover. I mean, we wanted to win a turnover margin, obviously. Right. Um, you know, that, that plays a big role in the game. But for sure, that first turnover definitely got the blood flowing. You know, we were, we were already pumped from out there, and that just right. bumped it up even more. So, yeah, it helped out a lot. Does, does having a performance like that where – I know you guys obviously have things you want to correct and things you want to yeah. fix, but uh, just, just, just such a big jump for you guys. Is that just kind of confirmation of, hey, everything we did in the offseason – Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely helps with the confidence, but we do realize that um, you know we're gonna have a lot harder opponents ahead of us, so we don't right. want to put you know put the thought in our minds that we're already you know at that point we can be at. So we can always improve. We're gonna we have a lot to improve on. So uh, I think you know winning this last game you know helps with the confidence, but I think everybody on the team knows that we still have a long way to go. We right. get a lot better still. Gotcha, man. Uh, what's it been like to? having that group of defensive linemen in front of you, so much older, a lot of guys. It just seemed like those guys really did a good job of cleaning up blockers and opening up holes yeah. for you guys on, on Saturday. Yeah, Broderick, Mike, Zeus, yeah. uh, Eli, um, you know, all those guys, they, they definitely help open up, you know, help us a lot with our job. Um, you know, it's, uh, and it almost sucks for them, you know, because they're giving up their bodies to help us, but I mean, I guess that's probably being a D lineman sometimes, but, you right. know, they help us out a lot, so props to those guys for, you know, helping us make tackles. They make us look really good. No doubt. Uh, from last year, what did you kind of learn about bye week? I know everybody kind of learns different things about what for you that you're like, I need to make sure I take yeah. care of this, this, and this for myself moving forward. Yeah, um, I mean, the bye, I mean, the bye week, it, it sucks kind of because you, once you get that, we got the first game started, it's like you get the blood go, flowing. Yeah, yeah. you want to go next weekend. Yeah. But like I said, you know, it, it can never hurt you. It's always, you know, it's always going to benefit us because that extra week of practice to prepare for someone, you know, it's always going to help us a lot. So no I doubt, think it can only benefit us for sure. You guys even looked at anything, Arizona State, or done any, any study? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. As soon as we got done with uh, Eastern Washington, you know, we came up with this task to see, what was it, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Sunday. yeah. And we were already getting ready. We did some corrections and stuff in Eastern Washington, but that next day we were back on Arizona State. So, Thinking back to that game last year, what does this game kind of mean to you guys and just kind of a – I don't want to say redemption because that's maybe yeah. not the word, but just, just trying to get back on track after what kind of happened last year in Tempe. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a week by week season. You know, we For take sure. each team at a time. But I mean, yeah, this game is definitely you know important to us just because I mean it, it was embarrassing last year that would happen. I mean, right. was, I mean, I I had missed a ton of signs. We all played, you know, probably right. not the best we could play. So this is a big game for us. Um, you know, just to come back and show that we can, you know, stop the run and right. know, them running wildcat on us all the time. Right. And, we just want to show people that we can actually handle stuff like that. How big was that for maybe for you and Jordan, you guys, though, as, as just like a learning tool yeah. forward of, hey, we, you know, we've got a long way to go in yeah. this young. It, yeah. it, it was definitely a big eye-opener for sure for, you know, especially some of the younger guys like me and Jordan that were out there. And I think I think it kind of helped us realize, like, damn, there's I mean, right. it can go downhill very quickly. So right. it definitely helped us prepare this year for, you know, for, a little bit more. You got to be smarter with the game, so it definitely helped out. Speaking of a young guy, what are you seeing out of Rico so far? As a guy that's in the same position you were last year, and uh, he's not having to play yeah. quite as much as you did, but just what are you seeing yeah. out of him so far? He's, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be. He, he's been doing really good. You know, he's a big body guy, uh, good run stopper. Um, you know, he's, he's been improving though each each day. You know, he's been getting better. He, you know, he's learning the system like me and Jordan did. Right. Um, 
you know, he's not, he's not, I don't, I don't know if he's getting thrown in the fire as much as, say, Jordan. I right, right, it, right. But it's, that, that's probably a good thing, honestly, for him. But he, he's improving every day for sure. Some of the things I've heard about Dakota since he's come back is that he's a guy that never gets too high, too low. Yeah. Good or bad, he's just kind of right here. Does yeah. that help you guys with him as an older guy just where he doesn't oh, yeah. ever get high or low? Yeah, Dakota's an awesome guy. Um, definitely, a, you know, helps the younger guys out a lot for sure, especially me. You know, he's, a, he, he's in front of me right now. So, you know, some of the things that I mess up on, he comes and he helps me out with. And then, right. he, honestly, some of the mistakes that he makes sometimes helps me understand, you know, how to work things better. So, he's a yeah, he's definitely benefited coming back. Uh, you know, awesome guy. He's uh, always motivating us and, you know, keeping us up. So, you know, he's, he's benefited, you know, being here for sure. So, thanks so much to Braden for, like I said, spending a couple time minutes with me to uh, – just talk about his thoughts and, and just just discuss uh, what's going on and uh, you know what what he talked about I think and was was probably what most people would expect him to say but uh, still good to hear from him and uh, his thoughts on on how things went and I, I think this next weekend you can really look at it as as far as the Arizona State goes that anyway you can look at it as a revenge game which I definitely think it is but I don't think that the team looks at it quite as much like that maybe as fans do. I think to them, like Braden said, I think absolutely want to get a win and want to redeem yourself. And I think it's it's really more about that. It's more about self-redemption than it is any kind of, I think, vendetta or, or anything like that. So looking back to last weekend and now that I've had, you know, five, six days to really process it and, and watch it a couple times and, and think about it, I can't remember the last time that I saw a Tech defense um, – really just play fundamental football against the run like they did against Eastern Washington. And whenever you look at the yardage totals, which, I mean, you can kind of take away from it what you want to, what you don't want to, but obviously last year against SFA, you only give up 58 yards rushing, and then this year you give up uh, 81. So I think a lot of people, I understand if, if you have the thought of, well, I don't know what to think after last year, and just having a little bit of, I think, you know, battered wife syndrome in this whole deal, I guess. You know, that's a pretty crude way to put it, but I think that's kind of what it is um, with this football team and the way they play defense because I think over the last couple of years you'll see flashes of, hey, this looks a lot better. You know, where's this been? You know, oh, can I expect this further? And then things fall apart. I, I think the biggest difference with this group is you have some depth, you have some age, I think you have some real talent at linebacker, interior defensive line. Uh, I think you finally at least have things in order off the edges. Don't know that you necessarily have like an elite playmaker uh, off the edge yet, but I think you at least have your house in order as far as having some options and some guys you can rotate around and think that's absolutely the case. Interior, uh, defensive tackle, nose tackle. In fact, let's speak on that a second, nose tackle, where I think Mike Thomas really, I thought, had an underrated game and... I think his improvement from the offseason is, is really apparent because I thought that anytime they ran it inside or uh, he was really in the game, I thought he really had an impact on what uh, Eastern Washington was doing as far as uh, from a run game standpoint. So I'm excited to see where that goes from him. I think uh, Broderick was good as well. Washington uh, really, really liked what I saw from Lonzel Gilmore. I think Colin Hill, uh, Eli Howard, even... Uh, you know, Tony Jones, when he came in, made made a big impact. So I think the biggest difference now is I just feel like you have so much more depth and you have guys that can play football at this level. And it just showed so much. And I think it also showed, you know, you're in year three of the defense at this point. And 
Uh, I think that should be expected that you've made that much progress with a lot of these guys. Let's take Christian Taylor, for example, as a guy, and I know Matt and I talked about it a little bit on uh, the recruit cast a couple days ago, but I take that as an example of a guy that you recruited that I think flew under the radar a little bit, uh, a guy from Houston. You took him as a safety. I think you got to evaluate him within your program a little bit and said, okay, maybe you know what, he's he's gotten a little bit bigger. Maybe he's more of an outside linebacker than he is a true safety at this level. So you roll him down and doesn't really play much last year as a redshirt freshman. I think a lot of people wonder what's the deal, uh, why is he not playing? Because I think around here we've just got so accustomed to if you have any kind of talent of any sort, you're just going to play you know, right away because of the lack of depth and just kind of the revolving door that things have been uh, defensively, whereas I think this is the first year where it hasn't been that. So a guy like Christian Taylor doesn't play last year, and this year he's a reserve, but I think after another offseason where uh, he got to put on some more weight and really just, I think, sit down and learn his defense and grow older, he's a guy that I was impressed with too as a backup in the minutes he had, and I think some of that has to do with your defensive line and those guys uh, eating up block blockers and, and opening up space for your linebackers to make plays, which has been a big issue in the past. But I think some of that, too, just has to do with guys getting older on your defense, which is how it should be. And, and it's crazy that we just have never, um, we just have become so accustomed to that not being the case. And uh, just this bizarro world football we've kind of gotten to watch here in Lubbock over the last half decade or so, I would say since probably uh, 2011 and then not as much in 2012 or 2013, but I think all the years around those two uh it's just been kind of wacko world football where you're playing a bunch of young guys on defense, you don't have very much depth, you give up a bunch of points because of that. Uh, offensively, you've got to score on almost every drive. It's, it's just been a mess, and I think you finally, um, I, I just think you finally have things going in a very clear right direction. Could I end up being wrong after this Arizona State game next week? Yeah, I could be, but I just feel like there are too many factors that are different this year. Uh, compared to what it's looked like over the last, I would say specifically over the last three years, 14, 15, 16. So we'll see what that turns into. But but against Arizona State, I just feel like this is a, a defense that isn't going to get gashed by this Arizona State running game. For one, I think their offensive line is 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 pretty hot garbagey right now, as long as what holds true in the New Mexico State game. I mean, you give up... Seven, seven sacks to a team that I think had 11 on the year last year. And on top of that, you only average 1.9 yards a carry against a defense that for a year total, the fewest yards per carry they've given up in the last 10 years is 5.2. And that was in like 2008. So it's a team that's terrible against the run defensively and is picked 10th in the conference, I think. And, and you only get 1.9 a carry against them. So to me, that screams a lot of red flags about Arizona State. Could they end up flipping it around against San Diego State looking a lot better and, and against you two? They could, but I just the initial factors here point towards I'm not I'm not saying you're gonna hold them to like a hundred yards and like two point five a carry, but I think you're looking at what's probably gonna be a much improved effort as far as from stopping the run. Now I was more impressed with Manny Wilkins as as far as throwing it than I have been in the last couple of years. Uh, I guess from last year, but uh, we'll see how he how he develops, how he keeps coming on, because I have never been extremely impressed with him uh, as a passer. But I, I'm just curious to see what this looks like with two whole weeks of prep. And I know for a fact that as far as the football staff goes, they've been preparing for this game. 
I think, since you know June or July. And so I, I just expect this team to be really prepared for what you're going to see against what I, what I believe is, is just a really shallow defense as far as depth goes, not a real talented defense, a weak offensive line. And don't get me wrong, they've got playmakers at the skills, and I think Wilkins is an, is a, is an okay quarterback. Um, but I, from what I saw from Tech and what I've seen from Arizona State so far, I just feel like you're going to see a much improved defensive effort in Game 2. And I think that Game 2 is really the one that's going to kind of be, I think, for this team and for player and for you know fans alike, for all you guys, I think if you can do that, then this is kind of validation of what you saw in Game 1 wasn't fake. Because we, we've seen it before, you know, last year. Uh, years before, we've seen things in Game 1 where we think, well, this is going to be fantastic. And then it all just kind of, you know, goes down the toilet, you know, in, in, in quick fashion. So we'll find out how they prepared after this bye week and uh, what all that's going to just kind of ultimately look like. Uh, curious to see if the offense looks any different. Those are just my thoughts for the weekend. Um, what you know? What for you guys? What what uh, what football games are you looking forward to this weekend? I I for one, you know, obviously I think the Oklahoma Oklahoma and the uh, Ohio State game. Looking forward to it. I'm starting to think that's going to be a little bit closer maybe than I had initially expected. I still don't know what I think about Oklahoma's receivers or running backs, but I think I feel pretty good about that offensive line. You feel good about their tight end Mark Andrews. Uh, I think they have some pieces on defense, obviously. Um, but I'll be curious to see what Jordan Parker's impact is on getting hurt for them at safety, even though I think he's pretty overrated as far as the impact he's made for that unit. Uh, still don't know that I think they're any kind of world beater. But the main thing I think about that game, and it's going to be closer than I thought, is I just was not impressed with Ohio State's offense at all in that season opener. I thought they looked disjointed. I thought JT Barrett was really up and down. I thought especially his receivers looked rough and if they don't start running the ball, you know, 20 times a game with uh, Paris and, and J.K. Dobbins, I think they're making a gigantic mistake. So uh, we'll see what that game, how it unfolds. I still expect, I think, an Ohio State win, but I do think it's going to be closer than uh, than expected. On top of that, I think the two other two intriguing matchups for the wrong reasons in the Big 12 are this Texas-San Jose State game, uh, especially because it sounds like now that you're probably going to be uh, without Shane Bouchel on that one, Sam Erlinger probably going to be the starter, it sounds like, for the Longhorns. So I'm curious to see what that looks like and how they bounce back after week one. And then I think Baylor UTSA. I think anybody that, you know, just goes in assuming that Baylor's going to light the world on fire and turn it around is pretty mistaken against, a, a, I think, a good coach like like Frank Wilson at UTSA, who, in my opinion, you know, he's there for two more years and then he's the head coach at some major power five program just just i think one of the best recruiters in the country and anytime i watched utsa play last year even if they were outmatched was just really impressed with the way he got those guys to play and uh really impressed with how those guys uh, took care of business and 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 speaking of you know arizona state a team that almost beat arizona state last year probably should have beat arizona state last year so uh we'll see about this weekend um, excited too, you know, just to kind of get that one breather. Wish it was a little late later in the year, but uh, excited to just kind of hang out and watch some football this weekend. Sure, you guys are uh, still thinking about all you guys down there in Houston, and uh, as, as always, you know, you guys are always in our thoughts and uh, hope uh, hope everybody's you know getting back to I you know it's not a normal routine, but uh, just want to let you guys know that you know still thinking about about you guys and uh, our buddy Matt Claire down there and my brother in law and sister live down there, so uh, so lots. 
lots of the, lots of that just just uh, in the back of my mind a lot of times. So anyway, thanks so much, guys, for listening to this edition of the Victory Bells podcast. Hope you have a fantastic bye weekend.